everybody. Welcome back to Popcorn for Dinner. This is Jeff. And Kelly. Sorry for bamboozling you, anyone who listened to last week's episode, Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. At the very end, we uh, made some promises. I don't even remember how committal we were on it. I haven't listened back to it, really. It, it, it wasn't set in stone. Yeah, but but we, we said we were going to be doing uh, video game movies this month. Mm-hmm. And we still love the idea and still want to do it, but they are pretty hard to come by in this uh climate yes there's nowhere where they're sitting for free for us to watch or like on netflix or hulu or the stuff that we have mm-hmm. so we just didn't have enough access to video game movies to properly do yes uh, a month that has five fridays so we would have five movie slots and just not enough to pick from so hopefully once uh, yeah once the library is open back up yeah that's a huge thing the library is the greatest <laughs> <laughs> so once we can get back to sort of normal we'll definitely do a, a video game movie month for sure mm-hmm. but in its place something that we have uh access to more because there's movies that i own mm-hmm. that help because that's the craziest thing we don't own any video game movies neither <laughs> neither of us it's, you'd think we would but we don't movies that became video games yes totally 100 percent. terminator uh <laughs> lion king yeah <laughs> um so this month instead we are doing true story movies this specifically uh true crime movies mm-hmm. you know true crime there's lots of crime mm-hmm. so <laughs> in terms of a theme that's really as as narrow as we're gonna get it so that we can kind of jump around and do a, a few different types of movies so yeah. that it's not super gloomy or anything like that, where it's like every week a new murder. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh shit, we can we can space out the murders and, yeah. <laughs> and replace it with different crimes. Um, but I guess that sort of spoils what this week's movie is about. It is murder. Yeah. Uh, this movie is Bernie from 2011. Jack Black starring in it. Shirley MacLaine starring in it. Mm-hmm. Directed by Richard Linklater. Most people I'm sure know from uh, either School of Rock or more recently Boyhood. Nice. But he's done a whole bunch of stuff. He's a real auteur, indie filmmaker kind of guy. So he does off-the-wall stuff all the mm-hmm. time. And this movie is such the coolest combination of a, like, narrative based on a true story movie. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, this is a movie starring Jack Black and Shirley MacLaine as these two characters who were real people. Uh, but then it also, it, like, infuses it with the documentary style mm-hmm. by having all of the townsfolk doing talking heads and talking yeah. about them, basically showing it as if it were a documentary, mm-hmm. even though it's not, but it is true. Like, that's, yeah. it's, it's so weird. It's like, it's a fake documentary mm-hmm. about a real thing yeah. <laughs> while also not being a documentary at all. But the story of it is so wild. Mm-hmm. Like, this yeah. true story is so wild, and I... I obviously knew what was coming the whole time because I had already seen this movie. Did you know where it was going? Like, I I don't recall telling you about this movie, about like, oh, yeah, and it's about, you know, Jack Black who kills this lady. You know, the the killing of Marjorie Nugent is not not like apparent for the first like 40, 50 minutes of the Mm. movie necessarily. They don't allude to it at all. They barely, they don't even really talk about her in the past tense. Yeah. Like they do, but it's all about stuff that she has done specifically. So it's not mm-hmm. like, yo, she used to, you know, Yeah. <laughs> when she was alive, it was really just like recounting was... things from the past. So there was no reason to think that she was dead. Mm-hmm. Did that work essentially? Like, were you 
it, taken it aback by it. Were you like, oh, well, side I... blind or blindsided by it? <laughs> side blinded. <laughs> it did work on me. Maybe not as long as they maybe intended. Although I don't know. I was so caught up in the movie that I couldn't tell you <laughs> at what like minute marker it was. <laughs> I mean, it's a, they, they don't really tell you anything until it happens. Like, they, they don't allude to her death at all. And then he shoots her. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, my God, that's what this has been about this whole time. And you don't really realize had, that until that hits. Or did that hit you earlier? Okay. So did you have a, a feeling that I, that was coming? Yeah. I had a feeling, like, as soon as she signed all her money over to him, essentially. Like, uh-huh. made him the, like error to her fortune yeah essentially. essentially yeah um so did you you saw it more like he was gonna do it for that yeah i thought okay. i thought that was gonna be the thing and then she started getting really bitchy and i was like <laughs> he he really needs to just offer already like <laughs> before come on. it came you were like come on <laughs> yeah like she's being awful yeah she really was um and shirley mcclain was great <laughs> she, oh she played uh, it perfectly they both they both are and mm-hmm. that is Probably the biggest strength of this movie is like their performances, their sort of scenes together Mm -hmm. and just like little moments throughout it to make you feel like this. I'll put it this way. You know, your mind kind of going towards like, oh, she signed all his money over to him. He's going to want the money, you know, whatever that kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, And not to say that like you were wrong for thinking (laughs) that or anything, but it felt to me so much like the movie was trying to portray this relationship between them in a sort of like honest way, you know, and, mm-hmm. and to show that there wasn't really that underlying malice yeah, that one might just, think. Exactly. He was just so nice. Exactly. And the fact that his like generosity with his time and, and just basically with everything mm-hmm. leads to some unfortunately suspicious looking behavior. Yeah. That just so happens to cross hairs with Matthew McConaughey, the like third head of this Hydra mm-hmm. of a great fucking cast. <laughs> but Matthew McConaughey's uh, Danny Buck, the prosecutor. Yeah. Or it's like he's just looking for suspicious Isn't shit. Isn't he the DA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like he is out there just looking for something suspicious to look into. Mm-hmm. And Bernie just happens to be the most suspicious guy on the planet. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's so wholesome and he's so... Uh, selfless yeah. and it's so much about helping other people like I, I think my favorite little bit of characterization about him is uh, when they're describing him selling people caskets mm-hmm. and everything and how it's like Bernie you know he would upsell them he would try to get him to get all these great things all these crazy add-ons mm-hmm. but it wasn't because he wanted a bigger commission it's because he like truly believed in these things yeah and he has such a respect yeah for the dead and for when him you know people being at rest and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff for helping the living exactly so like he is just so he's thinking about everybody else Mm -hmm. and to anyone looking at him from the outside it seems like he would just be doing it for himself like oh he's he's getting in with this old lady like what are they in a relationship is he her butler like what the fuck are they even doing like he's probably just doing it to be there so that when she croaks he gets the money Mm -hmm. and it's like but it if if the movie is to be believed. Yeah, it absolutely wasn't. Exactly. It totally wasn't. And I have to feel like looking into it, Richard Linklater did a whole bunch of like stuff for the real Bernie. Okay. Including letting him stay at his house 
in like in the attic above his garage for two years after he got released on like an appeal for okay. a brief period of time in like 2014. And then he got resentenced and he went to jail again in 2016. But when he was out, he was living at Richard Linklater's house. Like the guy clearly sort of believes in him and in mm-hmm. his inherent goodness and that this wasn't something that he deserves to be put away for life for. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think you cast Jack Black if you don't want your audience to really love this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> of course, people have their opinions and people can just not like Jack Black. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you are if, if that's in your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Then just like you cast him when you want people to be like, oh, this fucking he's so nice. He's so good. He's He's so so charming. He's exactly so lovable. Like it's clear that the movie wanted you to see it that way. Yeah. And Jack Black does it so fucking well. Was this about the same time as Nacho Libre or was this later? No, this is this was 2011. Oh, I feel like Nacho Libre was like 2005 or something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Never mind. Same sort of mustache. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he he's he's fantastic in it. Shirley MacLaine is really good in it as Marjorie Nugent, who is this uh, like billionaire's wife, essentially, mm-hmm. is what it seems like. It didn't seem like she did much yeah. uh, and not in like a judgy way, but just like she was his wife. So mm-hmm. she kept his house while he worked. And then when he died, she got all of his money mm-hmm. uh, and she's just cranky and, and angry just and bitter a, old a, woman. Yeah, real bitter old bitch <laughs> in the Such words a of. Bitch. All of the townsfolk, which was mm-hmm. like, I loved the introductions to all the characters, um, the way that they did it, where it was like almost via those townsfolk. Mm-hmm. It was like most of what you learn about these characters is like sort of town gossip about yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get that sort of a, a preconceived notion about them before they even show up on screen. Yeah. You know, because like I, I don't recall if you see Mrs. Nugent before. They talk about her, but I feel like they talk about her a bunch and about how shitty she is and how terrible she mm-hmm. is. And then you really get a scene with her right. after all of that. So you're kind of already seeing her as this bitch mm-hmm. just because everyone's talking about her like that. Yeah, I believe it was like they were talking about her husband's funeral. Right. And like they were showing her at the funeral and that, but there it was townsfolk like talking over it. Right, right, right. So I, I thought that was interesting and just like she plays it so well. Mm-hmm. It's just that sort of like permanent scowl on her face. Yeah. All those little vignettes that they did for everybody, like some of the things that the the, the townsfolk were talking about, you know, mm-hmm. like specifically like when she fucking uh, like it, it was a bank, right, that her husband owned. And he would like he would sometimes give out loans, mm-hmm. but he was kind of stingy about it. And then the, the one dude's talking about it like, but then with her, mm-hmm. it was even fucking worse. Yeah. And that little <laughs> shot of the one guy like approving a loan and she's in the office in the back looking all mad. And then she mm-hmm. just comes out and throws all the paperwork in the garbage. And it's like, you just told them that they're getting a loan, but they're not. Fuck them. Just like, holy shit. She is terrible. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it makes you. Obviously, you know, it, it makes you kind of not like her and it's a good thing mm-hmm. for for uh, for, you know, what happens later. Yeah. So that you're not sitting there like, oh, my God, <laughs> when Jack Black shoots her in the back, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, that you're not sitting there like totally horrified. Yeah. But he only shot her four times, not five. <laughs> oh, my God. That was one of the greatest <laughs> lines. I loved those townsfolk vignettes mm-hmm. and the the little uh the little just talking heads with everybody yeah they were 
brilliant. I I know that some of them are actors, some of them are real. Okay, that uh, was I'm assuming one of my <laughs> I'm assuming that the guy who plays the song at the end is real mm-hmm. because it's like, why would you be an actor who comes in for this and write a song about this thing that you'd never knew before you took this job? Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to a townsman who lives in that town and had the story happen and sat down with his guitar <laughs> and wrote it years ago and then told Linklater like, hey, I can play a song for you. Like, oh, holy shit, do that. Yeah, that's that seems way more likely. Yeah. So I feel like that guy was real. The one lady who was talking all the shit and then the other lady kept laughing at her. That is an actress, but that's Matthew McConaughey's mom. <laughs> nice. In the credits I saw, it said like Kay McConaughey. And I was like, is that just a local name? Because I know he's from Texas. So I was like, is that just a name that's kind of in Texas a bunch? And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe she's not related, but it's like, oh, no. So she's a plant <laughs> as as a townsman or a townswoman, whatever. Mm-hmm. Townsfolk. <laughs> and... uh but yeah, there's a bunch of them that are real that are in there. And it's so, I, I I love that kind of stuff. Do you happen to know about the guy who had one of my favorite lines, which was, I guarantee it. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember what that line is in reference to. <laughs> that was like the guy that was sitting on the like piece of farm equipment. Okay. Skinnier, older guy. Yeah. I don't know. I have no clue. Some of them really feel like it. And that makes me like second guess myself where it's mm-hmm. like, is this too perfect? Yeah. You know, the, this first like the the one lady, the one who comes to visit him in jail at the end. Mm-hmm. Like she is she had had a bunch of talking heads throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And then she crossed over into the real movie. I mean, a bunch of them did during the court scene as well. Yeah. Court and church. Yeah. Court and church and stuff. But like when she's talking to Bernie in that mm-hmm. scene after all of that. And it was just like, Oh my God, like that suddenly made me think like, Oh, is she an actress then? Is she like just a real actress mm-hmm. who's playing a part? Cause she seemed so fucking real. Yeah, she did. She seemed totally like a lady from that town. It was wild. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. I loved the goofy shit that they would say, the <laughs> sayings that they had. I loved the dude describing Texas at the With beginning. The little like infographic. Yeah, the little infograph that pops up, and then he's like, "Well, we forgot about the the panhandle, but most folks do." <laughs> so they're just gonna blow over it. Oh my god, it's so good. They're so charming, and 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 that dude I think was my favorite. Um, if it's the same guy I'm thinking of, I think he had like short gray hair, but he's the guy who at the end is talking about how shitty it is that Bernie got tried up there mm. with all them rednecks up in what's it called? Yeah. Like, you don't know fucking their heads from, you know, like, yeah. that dude had a lot of great sayings. She was just not nice to a large degree. Just oh, evil. I wrote that too. It's the way that he says it. It's because he's like trying to to hedge it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he just slips straight into that she's straight evil. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And it's such a crazy story. It's like he becomes friends with her mm-hmm. because he. I love that little bit. I forget the acronym they used, but that he was great with the little old ladies. Mm-hmm. Call them like, blue hairs. Yeah, but like Jack Black, Bernie, mm-hmm. at the funerals that he would arrange, you know, as a funeral director, would like console the widows. Mm-hmm. And for all intents and purposes, it seems completely on the level. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It didn't like, seem like that's there's who's any... going to be hurting the most. Exactly. And he needed to do it. So it's like it it always it, it or at least in this movie, the way that they portray it, mm-hmm. it feels like he's just really, really genuine. Mm-hmm. But to people on the outside, like all these folks that they're interviewing and everything, they're talking about how kind of weird it seems mm-hmm. and how kind of weird he is. And it's like 
it's true. He is weird. Yeah. He does weird things throughout the movie. It's not like he's just like some lighthearted whatever, like promising Mrs. Nugent a beautiful funeral. Yeah. At her husband's funeral <laughs> is so weird. That is the creepiest thing. Even if you are the funeral director and mm-hmm. that is truly what you want to do as mm-hmm. a sign of affection. Like, oh, I will, I will make your funeral so great. You will look so good when you are dead. Mm-hmm. It's like it it just is inherently kind of creepy. Yeah. And I think that's sort of where it all kind of starts in terms of his character. Like, I mean, that's where the whole movie starts is is showing him giving that presentation on yeah. embalming and or not embalming in in dressing yeah the like the art of it. yeah the art of dressing a corpse ready mm-hmm. for for like a viewing that was actually and quite informative it was so cool i love that intro mm-hmm. and just how delicate he is mm-hmm. and like it, it's it's something that is said about him a lot jack black but it's like there's no reason to not also hit that note because it's so fucking true but that dude is so graceful in everything he does he has such masterful control of like his body his face his hands his feet everything like those moments later in the musical Mm -hmm. when he's dancing to the fucking 76 trombones (laughs) that is one of my favorite moments in almost any movie ever the fact that it comes directly after he kills her is what makes it the greatest yeah that that jump cut right through it oh yeah that got me too that is one of my favorite things ever um, but like watching him perform those movements on stage and he's so fluid and graceful and everything. And and it's clear that he took a lot of time to learn mm-hmm. what he would he should be doing mm-hmm. to like do this for real. You know, like, yeah. you know, manicuring the the nails down and everything and just how good he is with those. What are they like an emery block? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just how good he is with them. The gentle mm-hmm. like, like blowing dust and specks and hairs off as he's. Mm-hmm. dressing the body and everything it's like he's so detail oriented and so clearly respectful mm-hmm. of like the person and the process that he's doing and it's just like all of that is good but none of it stops it from being weird yeah a little bit just a little bit to like mainstream society yeah like mortuary science isn't like an everyday like household topic yeah it's something that just a lot of people just wouldn't be able to handle yeah you know what i mean just literally even being in the room with the body let alone touching the body let alone yeah you know manicuring the body exactly fucking crazy putting the little yeah the mouth the mouthpiece yeah exactly to keep the lips closed and super gluing the eyes shut Mm -hmm. so they don't pop open (laughs) And then and then immediately after that whole sequence, you see even more of just how like wholesome he is of, of him just driving on the road mm-hmm. and singing Love Lifted Me, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just such a joyful, exuberant, not cynical in the least kind of song. And the way he sings with it, he's clearly having a great time. Oh, yeah. He believes it. <laughs> he's just it's it's such a perfect portrait of this guy at the beginning of the movie that when everything else starts to happen it all makes sense in like just this horrifying way of seeing how mm-hmm. this happened yeah how he got to how that he, point. yeah how he got to where he was and what happened and all of that and it's like oh my god it's all it's almost beautiful the way it all comes together like the 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 patterns coming together mm-hmm. is an interesting thing to behold but it's just such a shame these people are caught in the middle of it because yeah. it's so horrible <laughs> i have always been like a proponent of the like as cliche as it is, but like truth is stranger than fiction. Like the, the, there are things that happen and circumstances that come together that mm-hmm. in a million years you'd never, you'd never think that it would result in what yeah. it results in. You know, it's 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 wild. Yeah. 
obviously we've we've shown that his like motives and things especially with her money once she gives him the power to do whatever he wants with Mm -hmm. it it's clear that a lot of it is really altruistic and that he just wants to give back you know so much Mm -hmm. of it goes to so many other people they show so much nice stuff that he does and then also he's always flying planes and i was always Mm -hmm. and i was just wondering if that ever like ticked you one way or another of being like is he kind of taking advantage of like well i mean if she's gonna let me do all of this then i'll do all these really nice things and i guess i'll do one thing for myself and probably do really expensive plane flying (laughs) you know i mean having a little bit of knowledge of what it costs to get your private pilot's license which is what you would need to fly that sort of plane Mm -hmm. and knowing like a general rental like fee sort of thing it's not the most expensive hobby believe it or not (laughs) um the license itself is like eight to twelve grand Hmm. and then rentals depends on like type of plane length of trip Mm -hmm. essentially um that's if you don't just outright buy a plane which she probably would just buy for him (laughs) that's true there was the, the and now that i think about it there was a lot of like her spoiling him mm-hmm. before she actually gave him the money. Yeah. So it's like there is a, a bit of like mm-hmm. sort of like sugar mama going on mm-hmm. at, the, at the top of it, like when their relationship kind of comes together. Because yeah. I know at first she doesn't really care. Yeah. Well, the first time, shutting him sh- out. <laughs> yeah, first time he showed up, she like shut the door on him. Yeah. And then, but then it's just he comes one other time, and I think he's just expecting to get the the, the door in his face again. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, "Okay, come in." And he's like, "Oh, oh, oh, yes, of course, I'd love yeah. to. Okay, let's go." <laughs> yeah, he was so surprised by it. But what what yeah. was it exactly? Like, what was the first thing that they like did? His play or the musical. She like went to a dress rehearsal or something because there was actually oh, like man. a really adorable moment yes. where he was singing and she was just in she the crowd smiled. smiling. Uh, that smile was beautiful. It, oh, that, I loved it. That I think was was really, really smart in terms of like constructing because it's like I'm I'll, I'll bet that there's probably a record of him like putting on these musicals because, you mm-hmm. know, I'm sure that again. A lot of it is just guessing mm-hmm. and hoping that Linklater did his homework. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, it, they talk about, you know, he he set up like a Christmas committee for the town mm-hmm. and he started an art festival for the town. He kind of just took over yeah. this small town just by doing like good and nice things for them. It wasn't even like he was like maliciously mm-hmm. acquiring business, you know, and yeah, running down businesses. Was, he was, was helping businesses. He even met Nugent. Yeah, this was just his time being a citizen mm-hmm. in Carthage, yeah. which is just wild. Yeah, um, but yeah, <laughs> she goes with finally to the dress rehearsal mm-hmm. with him. And then when he's singing the song, I forget what it was, but whatever. It was just you know, a really beautiful love song that mm-hmm. he's singing to the girl on the stage. And that just slow sort of closing in on Marjorie in the seats, kind of just alone. There's nobody else with her because, mm-hmm. you know, dress rehearsal. So it's just, you know, just her focused on her mm-hmm. with that smile on her face for the first time and maybe only time in the movie. Yeah. And it, it it hits. Like the fact that she has been so crotchety and everybody's talked shit about her mm-hmm. all leading up to this, all of a sudden you realize like how much you've sort of fallen for that gossip mm-hmm. that you might not really know is true because it's just people telling you what they heard. Yeah. And you're sitting there like, oh, my God, like, 
this you feel for her for a second all you know and you're yeah. like oh man she's and if not so bad yeah and if you have that sort of gnawing feeling in the back of your head of where it's going you know and what you think might happen with the story or if you know i if, mean at that point yeah at that I point you might have, not have known. i was just like all right now they're friends what's, yeah but what's up <laughs> for most folks like when i saw it i knew what was coming like it was you know that was sort of the basis of the story it's like mm-hmm. this guy killed this lady Mm-hmm. watch this movie about it so you know that it's coming so in that moment you're kind of like oh my god is he evil <laughs> like does he murder this <laughs> old woman who actually does have feelings mm-hmm. and then as she just gets worse and worse and worse uh and crazier her saying to herself that you'll never leave me mm, yeah 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 like yeah. that seems like genuinely crazy yeah but that that's something that you can't i, I doubt you could ever corroborate yeah <laughs> in terms of being real it's like that might be just what the character is saying on screen to show you what she's thinking mm-hmm. uh but there's no way to be like she actually did that in real life like i don't know if that scene actually happened yeah of her locking him in but it's a really great visual for what he felt like she was doing to mm-hmm. him so that's why you know it makes sense for it to be in the movie but yeah it's like if she ever did do that like that's kind of terrifying <laughs> yeah, just like no you're not leaving like oh that's fuck the the next chance you get run <laughs> yeah exactly but man um once they kind of go into it and and get into the like actual investigating and stuff mm-hmm. um did you did you see like Matthew McConaughey's name in the opening credits or anything? Like, did you know that he was coming? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. You were just waiting for him. Yeah, I was like, all right, where, which, who's he gonna be? Who's he? <laughs> all right. Yeah, that, that that's the one part where it starts getting weird in terms of like they do all of these talking heads with people, and even if some of them are actors, there's almost no reason for you to think that because it's like it's not like any of them are super recognizable. Mm-hmm. And then they cut to a talking head of Matthew McConaughey as Danny <laughs> Buck, and you're like, okay, this is this is a lot more. Of this is a movie than I think I was being led to believe. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh shit, if he's an actor. How many of these people are actors? But I love the role of Danny Buck for matthew mcconaughey specifically like not to say that nobody else could have played him Mm -hmm. comes to mind timothy oliphant probably could have been a fantastic danny buck absolutely Um, but matthew mcconaughey is fantastic in it and it helps that he's from texas so it's Mm -hmm. just like he just he just plays him he doesn't do anything he doesn't put on any kind of extra stuff yeah. Or, you know, it's he just, just talks. exactly. He's just him. That's just what he does. <laughs> it seemed like he was having a ball mm-hmm. playing this character. That sequence when he's talking about how he got those five deadbeat dads yeah. <laughs> with the like hands on the car mm-hmm. uh, contest and they all get arrested. Like right after that, he shows off the like newspaper and he has the most <laughs> hilarious laugh. Like this like self-satisfied, like, yeah, I fucking did that laugh. Oh, my God. I did make note of that specific laugh. Also, uh, just before that, when he was in the diner, uh-huh. he kind of looked like Christian Bale a little bit in that scene, like <laughs> the the lighting and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like I think also I don't think McConaughey wears glasses often. Yeah. And so seeing him with glasses, at least you you wore glasses, right? <laughs> no, now I'm thinking back and I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. No, I, I think he's wearing glasses in this movie, at least for yeah. most parts. Yeah, there might be some scenes without, but I'm pretty sure he. Yeah, yeah, right here on the poster on Wikipedia. He's got glasses. I think he's got glasses in this movie. We have solved the mystery of the glasses. Um, but yeah, he he's fantastic in it. His his basically big scene is like the court. Mm-hmm. He's got other little bits here and there. 
but that's really like the scene for that character to shine. And I had definitely forgotten about that trial, like the, that the whole thing surrounding it. Mm-hmm. So as that sequence kind of went on, I was like, oh yeah, because my mind, it seems like my mind kind of stopped right after he kills her. And that was where like everything that I remember about the movie ended. And then it was sort of a new movie again for me. Like, oh my God. Because she gets him one last time. Like, what, what was it that she, they were sitting there. He was like doing her nails or something. And she said one last shitty thing to him. And then they went to the car. Mm-hmm. And that was when he shoots her. I forget what it is. I, I think he asked if she was coming to, oh yeah, that was it. Because mm-hmm. it cuts right to uh, the Music Man musical mm-hmm. scene. So he's going to do another musical. He asks if she wants to come to the dress rehearsal. And she just like looks at him and just goes, no. And then turns and leaves. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it seems like a tiny little thing, but based on everything that we've seen and how much she's been putting him down mm-hmm. and not caring about what he does and screaming at him and being possessive of him and like taking him away from rehearsals mm-hmm. because she's crazy. And, yeah, exactly. So like that last little bit of just like, no, I don't respect you and the things you do. Mm-hmm. Drive me to dinner now is just that last straw. I, I love the way that shooting sequence is constructed, as creepy as that sounds, <laughs> because it's so, like... It was a little jarring. It was just such a wonderful portrayal of what you imagine his mindset was. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so many movies, when they're trying to recreate stuff, uh, I mean, and I mean, it all depends on the kind of tone you're trying to go for. Mm-hmm. But, like, take, uh, take, like, Zodiac, where mm-hmm. it was, like, the moments of the movie when the terrible things happen are sort of constructed to be just like real time, bam, it happens. You know, there's not a lot of flourishes to it. There's not like a slow motion shot or anything like that. You know, it's very clinical. Mm-hmm. It's like in and out. It happened in a flash like that. And then in this scene, you know, there's just all that build up. her being so terrible. They show her teaching him how to use the gun mm-hmm. to shoot at the armadillo and then he misses and she fucking berates him some more. Mm-hmm. So there's that kind of seed of like, uh, uh, you know, it's it's sort of the really weird inverse of the like redneck guy who beats his wife who taught her to shoot mm-hmm. sort of thing. Where yeah. It's like, you know, <laughs> in this case, it's the like super effeminate guy who's never shot in his life. And the grouchy old lady teaches him to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, it's going to come back later like, oh, God. But it's like they they walk into the garage. She walks towards the car. It cuts back to him. And then I think it cuts to her in that restaurant chewing that way that he hates. Mm-hmm. You know? And I loved that scene. Especially his line of like, oh, you know, this is like nails on a chalkboard to me. Ooh, like, don't do that. <laughs> like, as she's just chewing her food over and over mm-hmm. and over. Her refried beans. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, And then all of a sudden you hear the pop. Mm-hmm. Of the armadillo gun and on the shot of her sitting in the restaurant chewing and she reacts to it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, whoa, what the what? And then did it, he it, shoot her in the restaurant? Yeah, what? like, well, yeah, what is going on? And then it cuts back to him standing there. Now he's holding the gun. He wasn't before. And that mm-hmm. that's, I think, is the most interesting part to it in terms of really trying to show his side of it of like it, it wasn't premeditated. Mm-hmm. He absolutely murdered her, mm-hmm. but it wasn't premeditated. That's he, sort of the whole point. Yeah, he looked down, saw the gun. Yeah, Look and back then up, and next then it cut know, to her in the restaurant. Yeah, and the next thing you know, he's yeah. fired it, and it's mm-hmm. like he didn't even remember picking it up. Yeah. Uh, and then just shoots a few more times, and she drops, and then it's... And then immediate remorse. Yeah, and then immediately he's just like, oh, my God, what happened? Like, he almost like he doesn't even know, mm-hmm. you know, that he can't believe that it just happened. 
and yeah, from then on, it was sort of a brand new movie to me. I was like, I completely <laughs> forgot. I, as it was happening, I remembered like, oh, right. He put her in the freezer. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. <laughs> um, because, I mean, that that is where the story gets absolutely crazy mm-hmm. in terms of like just the, the tension that's going on. Yeah. It's so uncomfortable. It's It's one of those things that I absolutely love despite how terrible it makes me feel <laughs> like it's, it's it's just so interesting he shoots her he kills her he puts her in the freezer because it's like oh my god i can't fuck you, you can't just be like call the ambulance for her it's like hey she got shot what happened no you're going to jail like mm-hmm. you just you, as a person completely relatable of like i cannot handle that right now yeah <laughs> let's put it over here and let's think about it later maybe mm-hmm. and then from that point on it's just like knots in my stomach of like oh when is it gonna happen? When is the hammer gonna come down? Mm-hmm. When is the thread gonna unspool? Like, oh my god! Nine months. Nine later. fucking months. Unbelievable. Amazing. Like that, that it took <laughs> that long. I was gonna say amazing makes it sound like it's like wow he was great at it. I mean, clearly <laughs> he, he, he was. was. <laughs> it's true, and I I think my favorite line from one of the townsfolk. I think it's I think it's the guy who was playing someone in the police or something like that i forget not not the band but <laughs> i think he was playing sting i forget it's one of the guys and he just says it was easy for her to disappear no one was looking for her mm-hmm. like what a again like i was talking about like all these horrible things coming together in the perfect way yeah where it's like of all the people to kill and be able to get away with it for a while is the person that everyone fucking hates and nobody wants to see yeah, <laughs> you there's know, it's only like, no. one person that wants to talk to her. Yeah, and truthfully, the movie clearly wants you to think this. I don't really know exactly how it went down or how much her like stockbroker mm-hmm. was a part of uncovering all of this, but clearly the movie wanted to sh- like, at least to me, that he was he was more in it for like monetary gain mm-hmm. than Bernie was. Oh yeah. You know, so it's like he, he looks like the hero for uncovering it and wanting to know where Marjorie is and all that. Mm-hmm. But really what it comes down to is like, well, because you're you want your commissions and you want you want yeah. her to do what you want to do. And Bernie doesn't do that. Yeah. And it's like you may have a bit of human in you in the back of your mind, like she might be dead. Yeah. But really more what you're thinking is like, fuck, there it goes. There goes my cash cow. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if the movie really truly wanted you to think that, but that was definitely how it came across to me. Yeah, that's kind of how I saw it too. Like maybe towards the end, there was some concern like, okay, it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when he like starts investigating and asking people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but at, it took at, at him a long time to get to that point. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, her, all of her children hated her mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Her grandchildren sued her. Yeah, like just insane, like mm-hmm. what luck. To kill the one person that nobody wants to see. Mm-hmm. Where you could get away with just being like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Telling people that she doesn't want to see them or talk to them or something. And it being completely believable because mm-hmm. it's her. And it's like, oh, of course. Yeah. You know, it just, it gets to that point where, where more people are looking and things are looking more suspicious. And it's when his, his lies start getting so close where it's like, you are playing a dangerous game with the lies that you're telling now Mm -hmm. where it's like somebody could say like i would like to go see her then Mm -hmm. and you would have nothing but you're just banking on the idea that nobody will ever follow it up exactly like when the one cop is talking to him and he's like oh she's uh 
she had a, I think it was like she had a series of small strokes mm -hmm. and she's in the hospital recuperating. Mm -hmm. He could have simply been like, well, let's go see her. And that would have been the end of it all. Oh, yeah. It would have just completely unraveled from there. But he gets away with it. <laughs> and you're just like, at some point, yeah, that's not going to fly anymore. Yeah, because everyone in the town was so enamored with him. They had no reason to believe that he was lying. Mm -hmm. Like, he's he's Bernie. Exactly. And that that's the craziest thing, too. How the story gets even wilder is that they finally do catch him. Mm -hmm. They They get into the house. The cops are searching the house. The grandchildren kind of like set it up like oh we don't we haven't heard from her yeah you know, the grandchildren and the stock stockbroker <laughs> hasn't seen her in person in nine months like even talk to her on the phone yeah this is getting crazy so they bust in and they eventually find her in the freezer mm -hmm. and then it's just it's so uh, heartbreaking is a weird way to put it but it's just like such like a just the saddest thing seeing him giving that pep talk to those like little leaguers in the pizza place mm -hmm. and seeing the cops come in the door behind him, mm -hmm. knowing like what's coming and just like, it's not like he's like at a bar mm -hmm. or like gambling he's or like being shitty. Exactly. It's like these uh. kids. Oh my God. Like, fuck this dude. Like, but at the same time, you're looking at yourself like, why am I? He murdered her. Yeah. <laughs> That's McConaughey's part in the whole movie. That's Danny Buck's part in the whole movie mm -hmm. is him just being like, what the fuck is wrong with everybody? He killed he her. Killed this woman. What is going on? And the way that the townsfolk would like, like we were saying earlier, that fucking line about like, oh, he only shot her four times. Not like it's five. Like, how is that an excuse? Yeah. You're insane. Like, it's so wild how much these people mm -hmm. loved him to the point where they were like, well, I mean, she sucked. Yeah. And someone <laughs> said like, it could have been self-defense. Yeah. Yeah. Like they will give any excuse in the book to find a way to keep him from going to jail for this mm -hmm. to the point where they have to change the, the venue of the, the trial itself mm -hmm. so that they can get an impartial jury yeah for the opposite reason that normally happens <laughs> like normally it's because everyone thinks they're guilty yep and it's like oh you got to go somewhere where they don't know about this story because that's the only way that they'll get they'll have a chance mm -hmm. to go free at all if they're innocent. Yeah. And in this case, it's like nobody in this town is going to convict him of anything ever. Yeah. We have to move it. It has to go somewhere else where people don't fucking know this guy and go to church with him every day. Yeah. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. <laughs> and still pray for him even after knowing that he killed a person. Yeah, exactly. And he gets him there and he pulls that dirty trick, which it's like, I guess it's, it's, it's dirty in the sense of like you're not actually proving the case you're just playing the jury mm -hmm. um and i i didn't i didn't remember this at all from a previous viewing so watching it unfold i was just like oh danny buck you slippery little fucker yeah. i didn't i didn't realize what was, I was happening a little at frustrated first. with him I right was like even though you know that it's like he's right, he yeah, killed like, her. Uh, but at the same time, you, know, you like, sneaky fuck. Yeah, like I, but I loved once I realized what was happening, I was like, that was amazing. And I wonder if that, I doubt that exact exchange happened, mm -hmm. but I'll bet you that was his tactic to getting the conviction from that jury. Mm -hmm. It was like, make him seem like a hoity toity holier than thou kind of guy Gotta so that fly these first class yeah exactly so that all of these blue collar like never been out of their hometown folks see him as someone who thinks they're better than them mm -hmm. he thinks he can get away with murder this rich you know like mm -hmm. oh. and it's like i mean that's the smart way to win the case yeah it's just it still feels slippery and slimy and like oh you fuck like he's oh 
But that that tactic is so great mm -hmm. where it's like you you pronounce it as less miserables mm -hmm. <laughs> to force Bernie to correct you mm -hmm. on Les Miserables to show them yeah. what he's like. And it's like just because he likes to say the correct pronunciation of the show's name mm -hmm. is all it takes and it's like, yeah, that's probably not exactly how it happened. Yeah, I did like Bernie's comeback because Buck had said, you know, you can pronounce these like fancy words or hard words, however you phrase yeah, yeah. it. And it's like, that one wasn't hard. Yeah, and then they all laugh at him. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, shit, you know that he's fucked, that they're like, yeah, that wasn't hard, right? Whatever. Yeah. Like, they all know what he's like. And in fact, they don't even really know what he's like, but they now have a like a picture painted in their head mm -hmm. of what he is. And it's like... I mean, he killed her. I, it, it's it's a really conflicting movie. It really is. And I really, really dig it for that that fact that you're just sitting there and it's like you hear all these people talk about this guy. You have Jack Black cast as him. Mm -hmm. There's no way to not like this guy or at least like respect him on a human level. But then... But then he kills someone. Yeah, but then he fucking murders someone and hides it for nine months. Like if he had killed her and gotten arrested right there. Mm-hmm. I think it would be an easier thing to say, like, he really doesn't deserve that much. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it was like heat of a moment, mind escaped him. He doesn't even realize he's doing it, shoots her. And then he mm -hmm. calls the police and calls them in and he goes and gets arrested and goes to jail and goes to trial and all that. Yeah. And it's like maybe then you could sit there and be like, he didn't know. Go easy on him. Yeah. But it's like nine months in a freezer. And, nice. the, and, the, and that horrible... This is actually heartbreaking part where he because he like he put her in there because he wanted to give her a funeral. Mm -hmm. Like he knew that he couldn't if he'd like destroyed the body yeah. or got rid of it or something. He still had that in his heart of like, but I want to make sure that I give you what I promised you mm -hmm. all those years ago. And you're just like, oh, my fucking God, like even the terriblest. Maybe not the terriblest. The murder is probably still the terriblest. <laughs> but even like the next terrible thing of hiding it for nine months mm -hmm. is something that's almost done out of love. Yeah. And it's so fucking weird how conflicted you feel about it. Yeah. Because then when he has like free reign of her money, like she's dead, she's not going to say no to anything he does with the money. Mm -hmm. He just starts helping everybody yeah. except himself. That sequence at the end when they're taking away all the shit oh that, he, God, that, was that he did. That was heartbreaking. Right? Like they're tearing down the playground that mm -hmm. he basically got for those girls. Mm -hmm. uh, they're closing off the like new church construction. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All that he shit that he did. Repossessed cars. Jet skis. I remember Jet that. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, the dude just fucking gave everybody gifts. And I love that little tidbit about how it's like he still drove that shitty car he had mm -hmm. that he was financing. And he was consistently behind on payments. Mm -hmm. like he wouldn't even take some of that money to pay off his shitty car quicker. Yeah. Like that is how just like selfless he was with it. But at the same time, it's like the only reason, the only reason he even had the opportunity to, to do any of that mm -hmm. is because he murdered her and, yeah. and hit it for nine months. Because, like, there's no other way. I mean, obviously, she could have just died. And that one guy even makes a reference. Of, like, he should have just held a pillow over her face. Nobody mm -hmm. would have even done an autopsy. They wouldn't have cared. Yeah. And it's like, that's really fucking true. He probably could have done that. Yeah. 
uh, which that makes really the, was the route he should have gone. I mean, like I understand heat of the moment. He <laughs> well, he didn't have the preconceived notion of like I of need murder. to kill this bitch. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> but that that's sort of the big thing, you know. They when they're interrogating him and they're asking him about it, you know, he's like, I've thought of her death before, mm-hmm. you know, like, but it's always an accident, you know, it, it, that sort of terrible prison that he's sort of in of like. God, I want this person gone so badly, mm-hmm. but I cannot bring myself to actually do it. So yeah. I just fantasize about it happening on accident. Mm-hmm. I just hope that a bus hits her one day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like that's even in his fantasies, he, he can't. can't do it. Yeah. Exactly. So that's why it seems that much crazier that he wound up doing it. Yeah. But that also shows why he never would have done something like put a pillow over her face mm-hmm. unless he was in that exact same position unless he was standing above her with like fluffing her pillow for her while she was going to bed Mm -hmm. and she was like you're a fat sack of crap and then he's like well yeah (laughs) and just loses it it all still just comes down to it's like you fucking killed her and stuffed her in a freezer Mm -hmm. and like a like chest cooler yeah oh my gosh it's just it's it's too heinous even with all of the like butts in the world mm-hmm. like but she was really terrible and this and that and he did it out of love and you know yeah. all those sorts of weird things it's like it doesn't matter because you killed her yeah. <laughs> like, that's the only thing it all comes back to and it kind of is like the the i mean again fun weird way to put it <laughs> but it's like that's sort of the fun of the movie is that it's like every single time it feels like you get a beat on like yeah, Bernie, Bernie had every right, you know, and he's he, he doesn't deserve and he doesn't. And then fucking McConaughey would like pop up essentially to be mm-hmm. like, he killed a woman. Yeah. And you'd be like, fuck, that's right. Damn it. I keep yeah. forget. Like it keeps seeming like not a big deal. And then it gets brought up again. And you're like, that's right. Murder. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's wild. And the fact that Linklater, you know, clearly believed in this guy enough uh, to let him live in his house mm-hmm. afterwards is is something to be said about how how well he made the movie where it's like, even with as likable as he is, they really didn't gloss over the fact that he murdered her and put her in a freezer for nine months. You know, like that's really the only way to put it. It's, it's, yeah. It happened. That's what he did. And it might have a million circumstances surrounding it to give it some more context as to why this happened. Mm-hmm. But none of it changes exactly what it is. And it's like, you can believe in that guy as much as you want. Mm-hmm. He still killed her. <laughs> yeah, he he may truly be a good person at heart. Yeah, but he is a murderer. He is a murderer. <laughs> like it's it's by definition. Yeah, murderer. And of course, he flourishes in jail. Even mm-hmm. or it's like he does cross stitching or whatever He's or needlepoint. Yeah, he does needlepoint for the health classes. Yeah. And, oh, that's right. He does the needlepoint for the Carthage citizens who die. Mm-hmm. He does like a needlepoint for them and sends them back there. Like that dude cares so much. Oh, yeah. He has so much just like love in him to give to everybody else. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, all th- that's he, really like, dropped, like happened to land in the town of Carthage. Yeah, really completely happenstance. The funeral home just needs an assistant director. Mm-hmm. And here he is. Mm-hmm. And he shows up and he basically just Fresh rejuvenates. out of college, essentially. <laughs> just rejuvenates the whole town. And I guess that's really like just the whole point of the movie and what makes it such an interesting story is like somebody like that, somebody who does all of that, how do they kill someone? Like how do they get pushed to the point of killing someone? Seems like the last thing that could ever fucking happen. Yeah. That's sort of why it's so brilliant is like you you, you almost imagine that it's like there must be 
some sort of sinister underside that this movie is hiding from us. Mm-hmm. And from what it seems like, there isn't. Yeah. You know, like, again, I don't think Linklater would let him live in his house <laughs> if he didn't truly believe that. Yeah. And the movie, I think, really tries to show that, that it's like there there really was nothing under, there was no point where this guy was truly dangerous to anyone except this person at this exact moment mm-hmm. for this exact reason. Yep. He still killed her, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, clearly, like, as long as no one else duplicates that circumstance mm-hmm. don't push them to the point <laughs> but then at the same time like you really should just be nice so you're not pushing anyone to the point of like <laughs> feeling like they should kill you yeah but he still killed that woman mm-hmm. all right well, i think that's gonna wrap it up uh, for this uh, first week of true story true crime movie month we'll try to shorten it and make a better name for it Maybe <laughs> online just true crime movie month true crime movie month true crime month <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is Jeff and Kelly. I guarantee it. Uh-huh.